Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we've got the return of the freshly squeezed DJ, DJ Orange Man. Hey, no fun intro this week. You know, I've, I've expired all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want expired orange juice, that's for no, sure. No, I definitely don't, no. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, I'm doing quite well. I'm back in school and, uh, you know, trying to try and back life as best as possible, you know. Yeah, I, yes. Uh, we're going to kick things off uh, right away, right off the top here, because we have some huge news out of Sony as they had a, I guess, their E3 show, essentially, because, you know, they're not at E3 anymore, but they haven't had their showcase this year yet. So we had the PlayStation Showcase, and oh my god, everything that got announced was uh, pretty big and substantial, to say the least. Uh, starting off, they teased uh, Knights of the Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, a remake exclusive for the PlayStation 5. And that's how they started the show. And, and th- that was crazy, to say the least. Uh, did you catch the show by chance? No, but um, I was waiting for uh, actually Omni, like a YouTuber, to watch. He was going to cover it, so I, I didn't get a chance to uh, actually check it out. So, <laughs> all all good, all good. Uh, after that, we got a trailer for a new project that's in development. It's called Project Eve. Don't know if that's actually the title of the game yet, or if that's just the stand-in title. Uh, looks like a very interesting hack and slash, very anime-esque game, uh, but it's got a really dope soundtrack, I will say that. Uh, we then got the gameplay reveal for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, and a release date, I don't know if we had a release date before, but March 25th, 2022, uh, this game is Borderlands meets Dungeons and Dragons, where it's the fan, it's basically the Assault on Dragons Keep DLC from Borderlands 2, just like a full game now. And Andy Sandberg's in it. He's one of the voice actors. So, it looks good. I'm excited for this. I've played Borderlands 2, 3. I've played the pre-sequel a little bit, and I haven't touched the first one. But I probably will pick this one up. It looks good. Uh, We got a trailer for a game called Forspoken, which is coming spring 2022. A new Rainbow Six Extraction trailer. And then... Uh, there were reports about this where I knew about this because I was grabbing my headlines, but then they showed it off here. Alan Wake is getting a remaster for the PS5. Uh, I think it's the place... Uh, it's basically getting remastered for like all the modern consoles and PC. Um, so that's really cool. And that'll be out October 5th. Uh, just in time for Spooktober, because it is hey. slightly spooky. Uh, and then we got the meme of the presentation, Grand Theft Auto Five for PlayStation 5, which we've known about for who knows how long. And, you know, they're still like, oh, yeah, ha-ha, we got to push it back a bit more to March 2022 because still not ready. Hey, remember that game we produced seven years ago that we keep rehashing? <laughs> you mean Skyrim? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I'm surprised. Uh, does this, is this Skyrim all on the next gen consoles yet? Is it? I don't even. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I can't remember if it is or not, but uh, yeah, that's uh, you know one of the two games that gets produced for everything. Grand Theft Auto Five that's coming March now. Uh, we then got a new trailer for Ghostwire Tokyo, a game that's kind of been in development hell for a bit, but we got a new trailer for that, so we might see a release for that next year or 2023. We got a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, that game that was shown off at E3. Uh, and uh, one of the articles that I read afterwards is like, not you, you can't just pet the dog in Guardians of the Galaxy, you can talk to it. Oh, because uh, there's a talking dog. His name's Cosmo. I don't know if you read the comics at all. Oh but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a character in this. It's just nice. looking cool. Uh, we then got a new trailer for Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt. That's their battle royale esque type game. That got a new trailer. It comes it's coming this year. Uh, then we got the last trailer for Deathloop. Uh, and I say that as the last trailer because it comes out next week for the PlayStation 5. Look forward to that. Uh, we then got a interesting-looking game uh, in a very cell-shady type of style called Tachia, or just Chia. It's spelled T-C-H-I-A, where you are able to possess animals, and you just roam around the world with them, and you're trying to like solve like a global crisis or something like that. Uh, the cool thing about this is at the end of the trailer, they pet a crab, so you can pet the crab. <laughs> and probably a bunch of other animals, but yeah, that's what we got from that. Uh, Uncharted 4 and Uncharted The Lost Legacy are getting remastered for the PlayStation 5, which is kind of cool. Uh, since they remastered 1, 2, and 3 for the PlayStation 4, they're remastering Uncharted 4 for this now, so it makes sense. And then we get into the big four. The end of the show. So we start off, and I'm going to walk you through this. So, screen goes black. The Marvel logo then comes up. And then what comes up after? No, I think it's the Insomniac logo comes up first, and then the Marvel logo. And if you know Insomniac and Marvel, you're like, oh my god, we're going to get fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> but no. Instead, we're in like this bar... You see a like a huge. It looks like a huge fight just happened. There are people lying all over the ground everywhere. Some blood everywhere. There's broken stuff everywhere. There's one guy just sitting at the bar enjoying. I'm assuming whiskey or something like that. One of the guys gets up off the ground, grabs a knife, and starts to head towards the guy at the bar very slowly. The guy at the bar puts down his glass and he puts his fist on the table. And what comes out of his fist? fucking claws <laughs> Wolverine is getting a game done by Insomniac and I could not be more excited for this this will be a Playstation 5 exclusive uh, Sad. that's the only sad part about this is that it's going to be a next gen exclusive but oh my god if like they did Spider-Man really well and so I'm excited to see what they can do for Wolverine that might sway me <laughs> yeah not going to lie then we got uh, the trailer for Gran Turismo 7. A lot of Gran Turismo fans and uh, are looking forward to this. I think they announced that there's going to be over like 500 cars for this game or something like oh, that. Shit. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was for this one or if it was if that's for um, 
uh, Forza, the new Forza game. I can't remember, but like one of those two racing games is going to have it go for 500 cars or something. But the Gran Turismo showed off the trailer and they now have a release date window of March 2022, which is kind of nice. And then the Insomniac and Marvel logos appear on the screen once again. <laughs> this time. And then right away, you just see Spider-Man. And he's kicking some booty. And you're like, oh my god. And not only do we see Peter Parker, we also see Miles Morales, where you're going to be playing as both of them in this game. And then there's somebody narrating the game. And people have suspected that the person that's narrating this trailer might be Craven, the hunter. And then... They're looking down this dark alleyway, and it's like, and the narrator says, "Who will saturate my hunger?" or something around those lines. Who will sat? Who will be the one that like brings me the satisfaction I'm looking for? And then you just hear, "We will," and Venom appears. We. This is. I am so excited. Like I played both the. Spider-Man and the Miles Morales one for the PlayStation 4, and oh my god, they're phenomenal games. Spider-Man 2 is coming out 2023, sadly. I'm glad, glad to know that we're getting it soon-ish, like two years from now. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, oh, oh my god. And it's also a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So this right here, if, now if what I've just said doesn't convince you, that wasn't the last trailer of the show. Oh no, there was one more. God of War Ragnarok. That's right. We finally got the trailer for another trailer, a proper trailer for the game where Kratos and the the boy are back on another journey to stop Ragnarok. And who's who else is in this game? Fucking Thor is. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, holy shit, looks cool. I still need to play the first one. I know it's on PlayStation Now, so I should play it, because I have PlayStation Now. So I, I, I should just play the game, but I also kind of want to play the other God of Wars, because, you know, it's like... Technically, it's like so late in the series, and there's stuff that happens before it that is kind of referenced in the fourth one, I believe. So it's like, I want to play everything and get the full experience, but... Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, that looks cool. And they didn't give a release date for it yet, but you can assume, you can bet your booty it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So on top of all of this, like legit, we had five huge announcements. One at the top, four at the bottom for the PlayStation 5. And uh, yeah, really proving that uh, Sony knows what they're doing with the exclusives to make people get their consoles. Unlike Microsoft, who, you know, can put all their stuff on Xbox or just a PC. So if you have a PC, you don't really need a Series X. Hey, I'm set there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, PlayStation making us is going to have us fork out those, what, 500 bucks, 600, 700 bucks for that PlayStation 5 Canadian. Holy fuck. It was an amazing show, and I'm super excited. I might, I, I might have to tell my NHL crew, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping. <laughs> yeah this is uh it's got a lot of cool things uh can't wait to see more stuff for some of those games uh if what they for what they can show off because uh back when they revealed like the original spider-man they did show like like one or two missions so i would like to see what kind of missions we'll be dealing with in the second one who like will be fighting because obviously we took care of the 
uh, Mr. Negative's crew, and oh god, I I don't even remember all of them because it's been a while since I played the game. But yeah, basically all that. I'm excited for it, man. I'm so so excited. Uh, and that was our headline of the week. We're now going to jump into the week interview to cover everything that happened this past week. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And in the game release department, some of the games that came out, we had Sonic Colors Ultimate drop. Uh, it dropped early on the Saturday and then came out on the Tuesday. Tales of Arise also came out. The next series in the Tales entry and WarioWare get it together. One of the big Switch reveals at their E3 show is now out and available. In the world of news, uh, in some anniversary news, Xseed is celebrating 25 years of Story of Seasons, or Harvest Moon, essentially. And uh, to help celebrate this, Pioneers of Olive Town, their most recent release, is coming to Steam this week. And Friends of Mineral Town is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in October. So if you've never played a Story of Seasons game, uh, or a Harvest Moon game. They're actually really fun. I played Pioneers of Olive Town on Switch. Very fun game. Uh, the only issue I had with it was like some frame issues uh, here and there because of like how big your farm gets and whatnot. But uh, with that, uh, with uh, it coming to Steam, it'll probably run a lot better. And uh, it's basically like 3D Stardew Valley. If you played Stardew Valley, it's very similar to that, and uh, it's very easy to get into. Uh, just a lot more crafting. There's a lot of crafting that goes into that game. Uh, in LEGO news, LEGO Super Mario 64 was revealed. And it was a very unique type of reveal. It's uh, it's going to cost $170. I think that's US dollars as well. Uh, but it, it's basically this giant LEGO Mario question block. And uh, you're basically able to like open it up and you pop it out pop it open and you get four little Mario 64 worlds at the top of the cube which is really it's really dope looking um, very cool check that out uh, in some disaster news uh, you can affect help s- support those affected by Hurricane Ida by purchasing a game bundle on itch.io you get a bunch of indie games um, for a purchase of $10 or more because obviously uh, is donation stuff Bunch of dope indie games are behind that. Indie game de- devs are behind this to help uh, support those who got affected by the hurricane. So, if you want to go support that and get a bunch of really cool indie games, I think one of them was like one of them is like dog walking simulator or something. It's something <laughs> with a dog and a simulator game. So that's one of them on there, and that alone is worth ten bucks to me. Yeah, no doubt. Eh? <laughs> Uh, in purchasement news, Sony, back on Sony, they purchased Fire Sprite, the developers behind the Playroom and Astro, the little robot dude. They're kind of like their mascot, essentially. Now they're, they've officially purchased and a part of the Sony family. Valorant has some new skins as a collaboration with EDM artist Zed. Hey, so I don't know how many skins there are uh, in this collaboration, but that's kind of cool. That's right up my alley. Uh, Zed is, uh, I'm, he's kind of, he started out as like a remix artist, and then he just started doing collaborations, and like he's one of the the premier 
like EDM artists and like just featured on like a lot of people's stuff. Uh, in some uh, new management news, John Gibson, the CEO of Tripwire, developers of Killing Floor and Maneater, has uh, stepped down after revealing he's a he's a shitty human being uh, because he tweeted in support of Texas's anti-abortion law. Oh man! So uh, yeah, they're looking for a new CEO. So if you're not a shitty human being and you know you're very business oriented and you, you you have like a lot of experience, hey, go for it. If they don't already have a new one already, <laughs> like I, I just don't understand how human beings don't understand that. Yeah, you got freedom of speech, but it doesn't uh, stop you from uh, the consequences of that that freedom of speech. In Titanfall 2 news, surprisingly, uh, it was kind of compromised by a bug that caused a huge wave of people uninstalling the game because of a post on Reddit, where basically if you launched a multiplayer game, you would uh, it would then crash on you because of this bug and whatnot. Respawn was looking into the issue. And it said they said that it wasn't as bad as what people are saying. People thought it was like kind of malicious and like trying to track you. No, it turns out it was just more of a scripting bug that uh, occurred, and uh, they are working on fixing it. Uh, where basically the details of where it's like where you launched a multiplayer game, things went into like an overflow instead of like recognizing that it was like basically it was a scripting thing, and. Uh, that's uh, what the big thing was, so there's no reason to super-duper panic. Uh, it's milestone news. Star- Stardew Valley has sold 15 million copies. It's some sad news. The Wire actor Michael K. Williams has died at 54. Uh, he also played a fan-favorite Battlefield character, Kimball Irish Graves, who was also just revealed for the new Battlefield game as well. It's some animation news. Injustice, the... DC fighting game is getting an animated film that will be out in October. I I kind of want to check that one out. I used to play those those games, so I mean, the DC animated films usually do pretty good. They're usually pretty good. It's just their live action stuff is uh, kind of doo doo here and there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in Twitch news. In response to the Twitch hate raids, Streamlabs has made a safe mode feature that can clear recent events from the chat. It uh, complements its new CloudBot tool that you can uh, get in your chat. So makes it easier if you do get hate raided to just purge your chat like that. Oh, I, I was going to say, well, that's funny because um, they've always had a clear chat feature, but I'm just wondering if they... It's just more optimized to uh, make it easier. I think it's more optimized to make it easier, I believe, because that's why they're promoting it now, obviously. And uh, lastly, in some flavor news, there's a new Sonic G Fuel out, Party Punch. That is the third Sonic the Hedgehog G Fuel, with the other two being, of course, Peach, the popular Peach Rings and the meme... Sonic Chili Dog, <laughs> which uh, I mean, I want to see people drink that. Man, it looks like it, I want to see the. Re- I want to see people tell me that it tastes like a chili dog. Oh man, I I'm willing to try it, <laughs> but I'm I'm tapped out on uh, G Fuel space. 
Uh, that's it for the news department. In the TCG world, in Pokemon Fusion Strike, that comes out November 12th. And uh, McDonald's in Brazil and Australia, there have they are seeing the return of the special promo cards until October 20th. Um, so if you're in Brazil and Australia, you can get those exclusive Pokemon cards again. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the 2021 Tinovation Battles comes September 30th. The Cyber Strike Structure Deck comes October 14th. The Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm October 29th. Burst of Destiny and Grand Creators uh, November 3rd. Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 20, January 28th. The Karibo Collection Accessories February 10th. And the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy February 25th. And uh, Rush Duels, the main format of Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s will be having a will have a video game coming to North America and Europe sometime this fall. They showed off a trailer in the Japanese for the in Japanese obviously as they haven't done the full translation for the game yet, but it's coming soon. Um which is the second Yu-Gi-Oh! video game that is coming out kind of soon as we also have that Master Duels uh game coming out as well, which is your standard Yu-Gi-Oh! game just with updated visuals and all that stuff. And in the world of Magic the Gathering, Innistrad Midnight Hunt comes out at the end of this week coming up on September 16th, online at least. Uh, the full release for it won't be until the 24th. And Crimson Vow drops November 11th online and the full release November 19th. In the world of board games, the Wild, Be- the Wild Beyond the Wishlight is the next D&D book it's going to be adding two brand new races, uh, Fairies and Herringons. And Herringon, if you're wondering what that is, is a rabbit person. So we have those coming in the new book. And that's the Week in Review. Any thoughts, uh, Brandon? Uh, I got no thoughts on that, no. <laughs> All righty. Well, in that case, then, we're going to jump right in to tell you what's coming out this week from September 13th to 19th. Here are the games that should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And on Monday, Fortnite Season 8 kicks off for everything that it's on. On Tuesday, Deathloop. The PlayStation 5 and PC, this is a limited exclusive, so it will be on everything else that is planned to be out on later, but it does come out to PS5 and PC just a bit earlier. And also, Honey, I Joined a Cult comes out on PC as well. On Wednesday, Age of Darkness Final Stand comes to the PC. Fire Commander comes to the PC. Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, that's when this comes out, PC as well. Merrick's Market, the PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Stadia. Timberborn, another PC release. And Titan Chaser on the PlayStation 4 and 5 and the Xbox Series X and Xbox One. On Thursday, Eastward comes to the Switch and PC. Skatebird comes to the Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Valheim gets its Hearth and Home update. Clash of Chefs VR comes out to the VR. And on Friday, Aragami 2 comes out on everything but the Switch. And Ar- I'm going to quickly say this. Aragami is actually a really unique stealth game. Uh, you can play the first one if you have PlayStation Now or it's on the PlayStation Store. Uh, I think it's on the Xbox Store as well or whatever that you can find that. But it's actually a really ca- dope kind of game. Obviously, the old one kind of 
didn't age too, too well graphically, but, like, we're getting a sequel for it, so definitely check out the sequel. Nino, Nino Kuni 2 comes to Re uh, Revenant Kingdom comes to the Switch. Toem comes to the PlayStation 5, Switch, and PC, and this was that game where uh, I talked about it when it was showed off at the Indie World Showcase for Nintendo. Looks really cool. Nexomon comes to the consoles, and Tales of Iron comes out on everything. Those are your games that should be on your radar. And uh, with that, I think we're just going to, from here, jump right into this week in the Game Lounge and uh, just, just talk about uh, what we're talking about this week. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. Okay, so there seems to be a paradigm shift in the uh, the 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 live stream um, uh, platform universe, I guess you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I start off with uh, you know back when Doctor Disrespect got uh, canned from Twitch, he kind of was the sacrificial lamb, and he jumped to YouTube. Now you're seeing other people starting to jump, like Ta uh, Tim the Tatman and Dr. Lupo. And now there's big rumors that Nick Mertz might might jump too. Oh, that's interesting. We did cover uh, back, I think it was like, wasn't it like last week when this was talked about as well? Like announced that Tim and Lupo were moving over to YouTube? Yeah. It's like very recent too. Like this is crazy. Like twi the big reason, like YouTube is is YouTube that's doing this because they're signing these people to contracts to exclusively stream for them. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of crazy, honestly. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't want to say Twitch is on the ropes here, but it feels like less people want to actually stream with them. And, uh, like, especially the big streamers. Yeah. This really comes down to, let's be real, the small streamers that you can, a lot of small streamers, they'll either pick YouTube or Twitch. It's really their pref, a, a small streamer's preference on yeah. that. Uh, and Twitch and YouTube kind of don't bat an eye. This is really a battle of the titans right now. Yeah. What we're seeing. Because Twitch, they have all this huge talent on there. They've had all this huge talent. But then YouTube came along and they just didn't slowly. Aside from, like, PewDiePie, who I think they've always kind of had streaming on there, they've kind of just been picking. They, they started with... They got Ray. They got Valkyrie. Then they got... Or I think they got Dis Disrespect first. and then But then they got Ray. And now yeah. they've got Lupo and Tim. And it's just... Who's next? And with the rumors of Nick Merckx being next, that's kind of big. And Twitch is losing some big players yes but, they're, but the other thing is like they haven't lost their biggest players yet no but if i it just as long as uh twitch keep making like shitty decisions it might it might come i i think yeah absolutely i think that twitch they they're they're executive they're the people that are running it are like haven't come to the realization that they kind of need to be more talkative to their community about a lot of stuff instead of you know trying to stay quiet hey, and and now like it kind of referencing that um the the hate raid the stuff hate raid well. stuff yeah like when 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 your third party uh you know streaming um programs have to invent a feature to clear your chat for you 
because uh, Twitch is not doing their job properly. Well, we don't. Here's the thing: we don't know if they're doing their jobs. Twitch has just been silent on it. We don't know if they're doing anything about it. There's theories that they might be working on something right now, but they don't want to come out and say anything until it's done, just so that the people that are controlling these raids get taken by surprise. Yeah. And don't, and then they have to take more time to like then try to figure out how to get past this new firewall or whatever they have that Twitch puts in to prevent those hate raids from happening. But we don't know. Like even just like like us, having them say a statement would be nice. But again, they might be trying to do that just to again take them by surprise. But we don't know. And yeah. that's a bit. But Twitch has always kind of been bad with communication to begin with. Absolutely. I think the biggest problem with Twitch, though, if you're a smaller streamer, is uh, discoverability is very, very hard on Twitch. I still think it's kind of hard on YouTube as well, though. That's like, true. Being a, being a small st- streamer, you gotta like, like being discoverable is like it's it's hard to do anyway. Like it's one of the hardest things to do. Like you got it comes that comes down to like you want to promote yourself out, but oh, there's a lot of work into being discovered if you're a small streamer. Yeah. Like, if you're going about it the way I am, like, I, I basically started out as a YouTuber first. Yeah. Most my core audience is on YouTube. So I'm switching from Twitch to YouTube because why send my audience to Twitch when they're already all there? If you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas my audience is mostly from here and I just send you guys to Twitch, my listeners, because it's not that big of a jump. Yeah. And I only upload my speedruns to YouTube, my completed speedruns, if I do an offline run. Which, by the way, my new Sonic Adventure 2 PB is on YouTube. You can go watch that. It's hey. uh, <laughs> Hero Story done in 5133, I believe. Nice. Go check that out if you want to kill some time and watch a pretty decent run that's awful in the middle but great at the end. Uh, but yeah, back to this. It's kind of big and then there's uh the third contender in i guess you want to say the stream wars yeah facebook, facebook gaming <laughs> out of nowhere they're like hey remember us we're over here <laughs> yeah uh, i mean they have a couple and by a couple i mean like they have like one person that i can think of off the top of my head who's a kind of a streamer but really let's be real people are there for other purposes and that's corinna cop yeah I mean, I guess it's fine. It's not at least here's the thing I'll say about Karina. At least she's not as bad as Amaranth. <laughs> and I know that Twitch is like trying to be open to like more live streaming, but like you banned Amaranth and then you unban her, and it's like they're not fucking taking a side on that. And it's no. Twitch themselves as well. Like, if Twitch could just like take a side and say, hey, no. Yeah, there needs to be or, more. You, oh, they need to, they're and that's another thing Twitch is bad at. They're bad at being affirmative. Yeah, they don't know how to draw their lines properly. Like yeah. what what's what's allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah, because they're they've definitely gone away with some shit that's like definitely not PG thirteen. Yeah. Uh and that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and another thing Facebook gaming is according to what you sent me, they they're allowing copyrighted music to be played? Yeah, they, they signed on a bunch of big record labels. Basically, anything that you listen to on a daily basis is most likely allowed on Facebook gaming. 
Now you see that might that right there is kind of a huge move for Facebook Gaming, even though it is like the smallest of the. Th I think though those regular labels probably said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" But then again, this is also Facebook, so face that Facebook money might be really good for them. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, that's still kind of big because it's like if you're a small streamer and you know you like, I like honestly, it kind of makes Facebook Gaming like the opportune place for like music reviewers or. A lot of the creative types who can who can use all this copyrighted music yeah. now, especially like me, like I'm a DJ. Like yeah, I, especially you. I was doing all my DJ streams on Twitch and deleting the uh, the VOD like right away just because I didn't want to get copyright striked. Yeah, but if Facebook can allow me to do my DJ thing over there, why not? You know? Yeah, why not? The only downside is it's Facebook. Yeah, and the issues that fa all the issues that Facebook has, but they've honestly been doing a lot of stuff to kind of make their streaming service as good as YouTube and Twitch. Yes, and it's kind of surprising that like the like it's kind of surprising to see like obviously like this is kind of like I kind of see this as like the the console wars. So you have Twitch is like the X the Xbox, and YouTube is like the PlayStation. And then you just have the Nintendo Facebook over here. <laughs> who's, who's trying their best. It's like, they have like a really cool exclusive copyrighted music, but it's like, it's not as powerful or like, it's not as eh as the other two. Yeah. Like, it's not enough for me to like draw everything over to Facebook, but that's okay because my, my YouTube audience, I guarantee you don't care about my, my DJ stuff. And like my Facebook friends do, <laughs> so oh yeah, so there that works out perfectly. Exactly. So Twitch is they're like not budging still on like a lot of things. So what do YouTube and Facebook gaming need to do to make Twitch sweat and realize they don't have like this monopoly on streaming? Because I feel like that's a huge thing. Is like they kind of see themselves as hot shit and like they have this like monopoly. They they don't have a comp they don't have competition essentially. Like, yeah, YouTube is now kind of forced, kind of getting there, but they're still not at that level yet. I think YouTube needs to look at what uh, makes Twitch so appealing in the terms of, like, they you now have, like, memberships and, uh, you know, super chats, but uh, bringing in emotes and, and um, bits and stuff like that would help out quite a bit. Because I think that's uh, that's kind of stuff that makes Twitch so appealing, is that uh, interactability with the audience. Yeah, and that yes, that absolutely is a huge thing that Twitch does have over the others is that interactability. And while there is like the chats, like you go into a YouTube chat, like and again, like the big streamers on YouTube, they're so big that it's like kind of hard to chat anyway. But that's the same with Twitch. Like, True. <laughs> I, I when, like if I'm watching a big streamer, I'm watching their best of content on YouTube. Yeah, the emotes and more. They definitely need to like. They kind of need to adopt the Twitch formula of how they have like their chats and like stuff like that. Yeah, and just like adopt it, tweak it a little to make it your own. Obviously. Oh, exactly. And then I think you you're you could probably see like an increase to people using your streaming service. Yes. And I think uh, another thing that they could do is uh, maybe a way to like send your viewers after your stream is done to another stream like rating, like 
like to help discover other creators. Yes, absolutely. My next question for you, in regards to making Twitch panic, which content creators do you think could and would move to YouTube to if they were offered like a good contract from them? Oh god. <laughs> um that's a good question because honestly, and this is just me, I, I don't watch too much of the big creators in the first place. So uh, to name names is very hard <laughs> for me. Uh, I just kind of keep in my, my own little like Twitch bubble. So, but um, I think jumping for pretty much anyone is one. Okay. Anyone that could benefit from like keeping one audience all in one place could benefit off of this. Like anybody that basically started out as a YouTuber and uh, have their core audience on YouTube could benefit from just streaming on YouTube. Yeah. I think that's a, that is definitely a, a big one. Um, as there are a lot of YouTubers who do stream on Twitch. I think if YouTube is able to do something where they're able, like, like we said, like we said before, if they're able to change their system up to make it more like Twitch, I think a lot of those YouTubers will stream just stream on YouTube because it's so much easier for those their viewers to just watch them on YouTube even more. Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to like the Twitch side of things, I think you're big. I think if Twitch lost. I, there are two people that come to mind that are like huge. Well, three people. Three people that come to mind that are huge right now. Uh, XQC. Yes. Lud. Ludwig. Yeah. And as much as I do not like this dude because he's a piece of shit, uh, in my opinion, uh, he brings in the views, and that's Aiden Ross. Oh, okay. I fucking can't, I can't stand that guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, if you're an Aiden Fair Ross enough. fan, I am sorry. It's just, he's just not for me. I think he's a kind of a piece of garbage human. See, I I, I follow like small creators. Oh, like, I, um, I mostly follow small creators too. But you know, I know the big dogs of Twitch. But I feel like if those three, not all together, but like if the, if you if Twitch lost one of those three. Yeah. Hell, if Twitch lost Amaranth, I actually know. I think if Twitch lost Amaranth, they wouldn't be too heartbroken with how many times they've banned her, and they probably wouldn't. Bat- they would probably bat some sort of an eye because, of, like, the viewership she brings in. But like, they wouldn't be as heart out. They wouldn't panic as much as if one of those other three left. Yeah, especially Ludwig after he uh, broke the record of like, yo, know, concurrent subscribers. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a huge one because don't they, because I believe Twitch takes a cut of subscriptions. I do believe so. Yes. So, uh, that one would hurt them a lot. Like, I think a lot of people with high sub counts that left the platform, Twitch would, uh, kind of panic a little bit on that. They would be, uh, absolutely. Uh, now again, I also don't know if those three have a, any contract with Twitch at all. Um, I don't think they've said that they do. Yeah, I have no clue on that either. <laughs> now, this is like now, this is a, another good question. I think we've kind of answered it, but what else can YouTube do to bring in smaller Twitch streamers or just small streamers in general? Uh just uh make discoverability easier. Just um make sure that those creators can be seen 
and um, you know, just make sure they uh, they know that people can watch them readily. Yeah, I think what would be cool is if both Twitch and YouTube did this, where they like they make like a category called uh, uh, up and coming or like rising rising stars, they, and then uh, like they feature like they just like the, using like an algorithm, and it's like if you're like under X amount of viewers, you're put into this or. And they, if you like, if they like see your channel growth and like they see you like constantly streaming and all that stuff, and like you're trying to like make a name for yourself, and like they have like some sort of algorithm and they can put you in that category and people can find people like that, that would be kind of cool, I think. Oh, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. The last question I have about this topic it's back to Facebook gaming. Does do they stand a chance to be like a top contender in the stream war or kind of just the meme place? Where, yeah, they have that few couple of things, but do they actually stand a chance at bringing in the same amount of numbers that Twitch and YouTube can bring in? I'm going to say absolutely not. Um, I just, Facebook is such a, 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 it's like a place for people to share memes and, and like, they're, they're minions and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're minions and shit. I feel like, like Facebook has also become just the yelling grounds. At this part during this time of the world, exactly. I just, I, I just don't see Facebook gaming getting off like to a point where they can contend with uh, Twitch or 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 uh, YouTube. I, I feel just... like, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I feel like Facebook almost needs to like make something with a that isn't like it's owned by Facebook, but like make a comp, like make their own like dedication. Yeah. 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 Like separate it. Yes. Separate it. Kind of like what mixer was except, you know, rest in peace mixer. Almost like, like, like Instagram, like Facebook owns Instagram, but it's pretty much its own entity. But yeah, they should, they totally should like do like their own, make another service. Or, you, you know, buy one of, like, these smaller, like, other live stream sites, clean it up huge, and then promote the fucking shit out of it, man. Yeah. Move all your Facebook gaming people onto that, and then stop. There you go. Yeah. And then, and then you kind of have something that's a bit more competitive in the market for them. Oh, exactly, yeah. Separation is key. Like, you know, you know. Do, do you really want to go watch uh, live streamers on a platform where your mom shares, like, <laughs> exactly like recipes and whatnot? <laughs> I mean, hey, recipes on Facebook, so, you know what? Those are fine. It's the min- it's the fucking minion memes, the minion memes that, that the boomers share with each other. Oh, my. Anything else you want to add on, like, this, the great streamer migration or, or just, like, these streaming platforms in general? Uh, all I'm going to say is I'm excited for the future. Uh, it could be very, very interesting seeing who, who, who jumps where and what happens. And Definitely. Whatnot. Absolutely. I think that uh, that is a huge thing. I think another thing I didn't even think about until now, the esports scene. Yeah. I think if YouTube wants to make a good impact is if they try to just make some partnerships. Because I, I believe that, like, Riot and the Late League is, like, partnered with Twitch, so I don't think they can do anything about that. But, like, yeah. trying to get, like, all these other events and get them on YouTube instead, I think that would be huge for them and to to get those. Yeah, absolutely. Like, get some of the, the smaller esports uh, uh, 
uh, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> leagues or whatever, and just snatch them up and become the exclusive site for them. The, yeah, like that's what you blocks. gotta do because I believe that there are some that like co-stream on both YouTube and Twitch, yeah, and everywhere. But like becoming that exclusive for some of those things is like that would be a huge impact. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, with that, it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day. And we covered the second topic back in season three, but it was more of a top five. So we ba- we barely put it on there. And I think I only put it on there because I couldn't think of a top five that week. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it's about snacks, you know, some good old food and video games. Yes. So basically my YouTube channel, a good portion of it is about uh, drinks and food and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, uh, you, you review a bunch of G Fuel flavors. Um, what I've seen you, what I, I want to say, I've seen you review like other energy drinks as well. Yeah. So I got a running series called Orange Man Short Drink Reviews. It goes on uh, not only YouTube, but also on um, uh, TikTok. And uh, that's been going well for you. Uh, I Very do enjoy, well, yeah. I, I have seen a couple come across my uh, page on tiktok and i am a dedicated orange man follower of course heck yeah uh what have been some of your uh but uh this is about uh when you're gaming this is about yes. what you what you go for when you're gonna go in for the long haul on the gaming sessions what are your go-to foods for a long gaming session what so do you go to it, it all depends on how long i plan to game if i'm going for maybe like a few hours let's say like let's say four to five hours then i'm gonna junk food it up with i'll be honest like pizza pizza and an energy drink that's about it <laughs> oh, what's what what's what, what's your go-to pizza here what like i hear this what is your go-to pizza uh, i'm uh i i love the canadian mushrooms uh meat you know the standard <laughs> yeah stand a good old canadian but that, that's for like the five the four or five hours what about when you have to go longer then well, you're pulling like the the you're ready to like the new game has just come out the new the the new Warcraft update just came out and you're gonna be on this thing all night. What are you doing? Okay, so uh, I, I try to obviously try to balance it out. Um, could we just jump right to the 24 hour part there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's let's go. Let's just right into the meats and potatoes here. Um, which I won't eat during live streams but um, <laughs> <laughs> um no basically 24 hour stream i i try to bounce it out um you know you want a, like a light breakfast at first because you know anything too heavy will just sit in your gut and it's horrible um fruits vegetables uh like juice you want anything that's like natural energy to last you a good bulk of the day um then like and again another uh light lunch maybe um just kind of eat lightly until you like let's say you get about like mid um 10 o'clock midnight give or take then you can start to junk food it up a bit uh you don't want to go very heavy into the junk food but uh just just like snacks 
like potato chips or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Then two o'clock, two a.m. Then you want to dive into like your heavy, you know, junk food like pizza and whatnot, because you're you're now in the home stretch, you know. So that's when you 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 gorge. <laughs> you got you, you you do the gorge. Yeah. So I. You just got to maintain a, a balance until a certain point, and then you you junk food it up. Uh, just drinking stuff like like you starting the day with like I said juice, then like you don't want to hit the G fuel right away. Uh, save that until you're you're feeling you know that little strain, then you, you start pumping the G fuel. And then when when you hit that two a.m., then you start hitting the pop and whatnot. So okay, okay, alrighty. Not bad, not bad. Uh, what? It, uh, obviously, it's always kind of good to you want to balance your diet. Like, obviously, the stereotype for gamers is uh, just the the is like the junk, the pizza, the chips, and the the, the Doritos and Mountain Dew. The Doritos and Mountain Dew. That's what it is. <laughs> there is the stereotype, you know the 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 gamer fuel, as they say. As a guy who used to do that, I will say it's just you, you probably should stop ahead right like where you're at now. Yeah. It, try to balance yourself out. Now here's the thing. If you're doing this like once in a while, that's fine, obviously. But like don't do it every day. Or no, multiple God, times no. every day. God no. It's not the, not the, no, and again, I'm not a health person. I, I'm not trained in like the health thing, but like you know, you, you just don't do this every day. Now, unless you're, like, somehow able to, like, unless you, like, burn this off by, like, doing, like, a two-hour workout every day before, or, like, you're able to burn off all those calories you get from just eating a bag of Doritos and drinking a Mountain Dew every day, and you burn that off, then go for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Balance yourself out. You know, like, know, know what you can take in appropriately to last as long as possible you know uh especially like i i do 24 hour stream every year uh in november for extra life and i know that if i eat junk food right off the bat there's no way i'm gonna last like my first two years i crashed at midnight (laughs) so i started to realize okay i need to balance out how i eat properly and uh, and I started lasting the full twenty four hours. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The next thing, because you're, I would say, an expert of G fuel at this point. Yes. Uh the first question I got about G fuel has it has G fuel kind of become like the stereotype, the new gamer juice? I would say so because. Um, it just seems to be the the one thing that everybody seems to have, like in the background of their their streams or whatever. Um, like I've tried other uh, gamer drinks and they're not so good. What what are the other gamer drinks? Like what what are they? If I may ask, I got this tub of uh, what, what is it called? Pyre. I did like a full video, like a, almost an expose on them because uh-huh. of their shitty uh, tactics of recruiting people. But that's a different thing. But I, it's, they're 
Like, I got this grape flavor. It's not that great. <laughs> it's not that grape. But, um, uh, just, but then, like, right, um, Razor tried to do their own, and they, I don't see them. R- Razor, the computer brand. Yeah, like, it was called Revamp or something like that. Oh, I think I've heard of that. That's, yeah, that's, I don't know. Razor tries to do all this weird shit. Sometimes it works, sometimes it's, uh, doesn't. Because didn't they also release a face mask with LGB light, RGB lighting? They did, yes, they did. <laughs> razor. Good old Razor. Since the guy that has mostly Razor peripherals. <laughs> Uh, they are the they are the gamers accessory toolkit. Yeah, but then then you just see like a bunch of small companies that are just ripping off T Fuel's like whole formula, and it's like why, you know, the, the, uh, G Fuel is the the premier. Why do that? And do you know how like G Fuel just became like how did G Fuel get like this big name for themselves? Like, was it just how they marketed, or was it? I, uh, yeah, it's it, 100, 100% marketing. Like, just grabbing collaborations anywhere they could, well, right, right off the bat, and just grew. I think most of it, I hate to say this, but it was Keemstar. Oh, wait, was it really Keemstar who kind of uh, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, God it feels dirty, it, but... That's, they've since cut him, so... Oh, okay, at least, they, at least they were smart about that, but... Yeah, they just... Mm. But, you know, that's that's where it lies, though, is collaborations, I think. Well, hey, G Fuel, I, I, I've never tried your drinks before, but if you send me a pack of that Sanic Chili Dog, <laughs> I will I will promote the fuck out of it. Hell, if they sent me one, too, I'd do the same. Well, if they send it to me, I'll try it once and then send the rest to you. Oh, there we go. Hey, fair trade-off. Fair trade-off, man. <laughs> This question I have, uh, since you drink a lot of them, because you feel it's considered an energy drink, kind of. Yeah. Is it better than others? Is it worse? Is it about the same? What's the comparison compared to, like, Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar? So the way, the way, way I uh, go about like G Fuel is it's the first thing I drink in the morning before like I go to school. So I don't even... It's not just a drink for gaming anymore. It's it's like my my morning coffee, if you will. Where like the way I take uh, like energy drinks, like your standard energy drinks, like Monster or Red Bull or whatnot, it's it's a quick fix. Where you need it like right now, rather than something that you drink like to do. You know, wake up in the morning and be ready to head out the door. If that makes any sense. No, that absolutely does. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, with G Fuel, I don't feel a crash from it where energy drinks to get like maybe an hour of energy out of it and then you're, you're, you're sleeping. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a very good, uh, that's, I'll take that. I, I like that answer a lot. Um, Last thing I want to ask, and it's just because it's kind of out of my curiosity. Um, aside from, because we're going to get into G Fuel a little bit more in our bonus level. Uh, but when it comes to like uh, Monster, Red Bull, and Rockstar, what is like your top flavor for each of those? Okay. Uh, for Rockstar, it's the Fruit Punch. Um, I've actually been drinking uh, the 
zero sugar ones lately because I've been trying to keep my calories down. <laughs> uh, for monster, just, uh, I think just a standard monster. They used to have one called Monster Import. Oh my god, that was so delicious. But it was discontinued, so just a standard monster for me nowadays. Uh, pretty much the same with uh, Red Bull. That's okay. the standard. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, on behalf of uh, guests we had on back in Season 3, Savic, have you ever tried Peach Red Bull? I can't say I have. Okay. Apparently, apparently it's like one a goaded flavor for Red Bull. Apparently. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then I'm going to search it out and maybe I'll make a Orange Man short drink review out of it. I'm definitely going to have to check that out when that comes out, man. Definitely going to have to check All that right. one out. Anything else you want to add about video game snacks, G Fuel? I'm going to just say I think it's time to kill the stigma of the Doritos and, and Red Bull, or not Red Bull, uh, Mountain Dew. Um, because who's really doing that anymore? Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah. You see, the funny thing is, I think do they do they still like put contests on their bottles and bags for like Call of Duty yeah, and stuff? Yeah, you still see that. God, that's that, I, I should have brought that up. I, I'll bring it up right now, though. That's that that's that, that stuff's kind. Of, not gonna lie, I do not like that at all. No, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Like, it's like right. it's legit making a microtransaction in real life. For, like it's. I mean, sure, you get a snack out of it at least, but, like, it's still, like, bro. It, and it plays into the stereotype that we're just fat slob gamers. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, alrighty, well, with that, that wraps up this week in the lounge. It's time for us to move on to the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting us off, uh, so your boy might have forgot to put out a thing regarding questions for this week and maybe sent out a thing last minute. So our community quarter this week, we do not have, uh, we do not have one, folks, because your boy, your boy's been exhausted from real life work. So uh, no questions for the fans. But hey, if you want to submit your questions to us for future episodes... Um, I usually try to get a tweet out on Twitter and I pin it so you can ask us questions there. Or of course you can hop into my streams and you can join my official discord and we have a tab there where you're able to submit your questions there. You can ask us anything, uh, gaming related. So, and we get them the batch in until the, to the next episode. So if you have any questions, feel free to go there with that, then we can jump into top five. And like I said, we're not done with G Fuel quite yet because our top five, it's not top, top five G Fuel flavors, as I'm pretty sure we've done that before. Yes, I believe so. So this time, top five G Fuel collaborations you would like to see. Uh, as obviously, we've had the Crash Bandicoot Wumpa Fruit and the three Sonic flavors. And I believe there's been a couple other G Fuel collaborations. What f- five series would you like to see collaborate with G Fuel to make a flavor? Okay, so I'm going to go a little off the board a bit and uh, like real world collaborations here. Um, starting off with some kind of professional wrestlers. Ooh. Like, I was like a lot of, okay, I'm going to kind of do kind of comparable here. Um, 
AEW, All Elite Wrestling, has a lot of uh, wrestlers that are also streamers on their platform or are on their in their company, um, like like Adam Cole and Nyla Rose and Eva Uno, Brandon Cutler, like all those people. But but I think there's someone more deserving for a collaboration with G Fuel, and I know he drinks G Fuel, and that's that's Austin Creed. Whereas people may know him is Xavier Woods with Up Up Down Down. Yes, I, I mean I know I know the name Austin Creed. I I do know I've heard that. I think you've mentioned it on the podcast before because we've talked we've talked a lot about wrestling and the wrestling games in the on this podcast when you're on. And I'm surprised completely. I'm surprised we didn't actually talk about any, any wrestling until now. Funny enough, but we've got every time you've been on, we've got wrestling with you. So. Hey, you know I, I have to bring up wrestling at least once. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So that, that's uh, that's. Yeah, Austin Creed, up, up, down, down, I think would be a great collaborator for G Fuel. Okay. Uh, next is a uh, music artist, actually, and I know he's a huge video game fan. Um, you can't go anywhere to like one of his shows without being reminded of that. Hell, he's, half of his tattoos are video game related. Is it, is it uh, Dead Mouse? Damn right it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Dead Mouse, like... I don't know if he drinks G Fuel, but still, I think he, he fits in great with that kind of collaboration. Uh, number three, I guess it is. Um, yes. I'm surprised we haven't done this one, but why, why not like Super Mario? Yeah, that, I'm surprised too. But again, Nintendo's very picky. Yeah, they're very protective of their 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 properties. So, what would what would the Super Mario flavor even be, though? That's my question. Like, obviously, we can't do mushroom. No. Um, oh God! Um, like, I like mushrooms as much as the next guy, but like a mushroom mushroom soup G fuel. Uh, oh my God! No, <laughs> I would have to say like right. Like, it would probably be something like Mushroom Kingdom. Like something like Mushroom Kingdom Punch or something like that. It'd probably be yet another peach flavor, yeah. Oh, Princess Peach. Yeah. Honestly, that makes more sense than Sonic Peach Rings. Like, because you actually have Princess Peach. That that would be a that would be a that would be a good one. Okay, okay, that's three. That's three. I'm struggling for the next two here. I could see them. Working with like outside brands, like they did with the Moon Pies, I don't know. I like I said, I'm struggling with the last two. Yeah, not a worry. Get those creative juices flowing. I mean, I think I know what your number one should be, but I, but I think I have, I have that one in my list right now. Okay, just come up with like Twizzlers. Ooh, that that's a good one actually. I like that, like a cherry licorice G fuel. Yeah, that'd be. I, and I know they got cherry uh, or a licorice flavored uh, one that's exclusive to Sheets, but why not put Twizzler branding on it instead and release it to like the main public? Uh, that'd be a good one. And oh, do you know what? Uh, he's been a YouTuber I've watched for years. Um, Jack Jack Septicai. I know he does a coffee. Yeah, he, uh, he has his own coffee now. I forget but, he has his own coffee. But I think he'd be great with uh, coming up with like a G Fuel flavor. Yeah, I think so too. That would be kind of cool. 
Okay. Now it's me. All right, at number five, SpongeBob SquarePants Pineapple. Oh. Because, I mean, he's under the sea. You could do like a saltwater pineapple type of thing. I don't know. That sounds kind of cool, don't you think? Yeah, that does sound cool. Playing off that, that's my number five right there. It's but he's recognizable. Nickelodeon, get on this. Come on. You want the you want the gamers, Nickelodeon. You, you have that <laughs> they have that all-star brawl game coming out. Oh my god, it, it looks so good. It makes it's the perfect collaboration right there. Yeah. At number four, Super Monkey Ball Banana Milkshake or something like that. Oh my god. I would buy that like in the instant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. At number three, I would like to see them collaborate with Yakuza. I think it would be really Ooh. cool. As for the flavor, I'm struggling to see what type of flavor it would be, though. Because, obviously, Yakuza is very... like You have the, like, the comedic side of it with the karaoke stuff, but you also have the gritty story. And Kiryu's never like associated with like a single food, either. Yeah. But maybe like something that's like very... Like, I don't know, like, it would be a good excuse for them to use, like, some of, like, the good flavors from Tokyo or, and, like, inspired by Japan. So it, it, you'd, be, you'd be able to, like, use something like that. Obviously not fucking sushi. Oh, God, no. <laughs> as much, as funny as it would be to have a sushi-flavored G-Fuel. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, thank you. But you could maybe do, like, uh, some of their, oh, like, uh, like a sweet, like, uh, red paste, red bean paste bun or something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Number four. This one. This one I've been struggling with because I have my number. Or, or my number two. Because my number one I have, but my number two, uh, a Minecraft one. Ooh. Um. What are they? They're called. What are they? Snowberries. They're snowberries in the. So why oh not my God. Minecraft snowberry flavor? Because obviously oh. you don't want pork. You don't want beef. You definitely don't want chicken. And. uh... There's a bunch of meat in, in that game, but it's like strawberry berries. But there is either that or like a Minecraft pumpkin pie. Ooh, I will say, I will say, uh, Peace Tea has a uh, snowberry uh, iced tea. Oh, they do. It's, yeah. Okay. It's so, so delicious. Oh, so yeah, one of those two. That's with Minecraft. And my number one. I think you'll be mad because you didn't think of this yourself. I want my DJ Orange Man orange flavor G Fuel. Why? Yeah. See, why didn't I think I I, I was being modest? I was being <laughs> modest. <laughs> but that's that's what I want, man. But how often do you review this stuff? I'm surprised they haven't reached out to you yet, man. Yeah, like uh, you know, I want that DJ Orange Man orange flavored G Fuel. It's gotta be like orange creamsicle. Ex- oh, exactly. Exactly, and that's our top five. That is the top five G Fuel collaborations we would like to see. It's now time for us to move on to this week in gaming history and see what happened in the past. On the 13th, 1983, Super Mario Bros. was released in arcades in Japan. On the 14th, Luigi's Mansion was released on the GameCube in Japan. On the 15th, Sony released the PlayStation Move in North America and Europe. On the 16th, Animal Crossing was released for the GameCube in North America. I think I gave the dates, the the years. Um, Going back to the top, uh, the Luigi's Mansion, that was 2001. 2010 was the PlayStation Move, and 2002 was Animal Crossing. 
On the 17th, 1999, Tokyo Game Show was held across three days. I think I was like one of the first Tokyo Game Shows. Don't know for sure, though, but that's really one of the only things that happened. On the 18th, 2006, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red and Blue Rescue Team were released on the Game Boy Advance and DS, respectively. And on the 19th in the year 2000, Activision released Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the PlayStation 1 in North America. The achievement of the week is in Sonic Colors Ultimate. Harder than you think, but just complete an act without picking up any rings. And the game of the week, I'm giving it to Deathloop. Thank you, dude, for coming back on the podcast. It's always a blast to have you on. Not a problem. Thank you so much for uh, having me back. Of course. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at youtube.com slash slash DJ Orange Man. Finally got my own uh, custom URL. Let's fucking go. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com slash DJ Orange Man. Uh, you can catch me on TikTok. Just search up DJ Orange Man. Uh, and I think, oh, and Instagram. Uh, just search DJ Orange Man. All righty. And of course, you can find me on Instagram and Twitch at Tony's Game Lounge and Twitter at Radio Tony. Uh, we are also on TikTok. We post highlights of the podcast there and everywhere. So if you want to hear some of the best segments from previous episodes, feel free to check those out. And of course, support the full episodes as well. Like and share this podcast as that's really how we can grow this and reach more people. So share this podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your teachers, tell your... Tell the... Homeless guy down the street who has an iPod and headphones and that's all he has and tell him to listen to this podcast, man. Uh, Thank you once again, dude. Always a blast to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will see you next week with a brand new episode right here back in the Game Lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.